Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome to our podcast, We We Wish wish You a Merry Movie. It's officially the holiday season. Yes, it's definitely our favorite time of year. And of course, one of the things that we love to do to celebrate is watch holiday movies. Mm -hmm. And I just want to note that there are amazing Christmas movies out there, but we are only going to be discussing the Hallmark or the Hallmark-inspired made-for-TV holiday movies, which are, of course running about 24-7 somewhere, whether it's cable or a streaming service. So there are a lot of options to choose from. Actually, Rachel, you had the idea to do the podcast. Uh, how did you come up with it? So before we go into that, I just want to give the uh, give a brief intro of like who we are for those few people listening. So Lindsay, I calculated, and we have been friends for 17 years. Wow. Yeah. That's I, a long time. It's longer than I was thinking. I hadn't taken the time to calculate it. I know, right? And I remember having like these college memories and I'm like that can't be 17 years that can't be right but yeah so we went to college together we moved out to LA within a couple of years of each other we we roomed with each other in LA and we've seen each other through a bunch of different seasons of life for sure Um, which going back to your original question of how this podcast came to be so last year Uh, I asked you to come over to make some Christmas cookies because I'm sure you remember I was very, very pregnant with my daughter at this point. I think it was like, honestly, it was like the due date is when I invited you over. Um, (laughs) I was waiting for a text for most of the day to find out if you were indeed going into labor or if we were going to keep our dinner plans. (laughs) Yeah. I was like texting. I was like, yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to go into labor. So feel free to come over for dinner and cookies. But anywho, I was just trying to get through all of like the Christmassy things, like before my daughter arrived, because I realized I was gonna be sorta busy. You were over at my place, we were making cookies, and we were discussing uh, some Christmas movie that we had both seen. And we were like talking and laughing and you know discussing all the details in terms of the good and the bad of the movie. And I think I said something to the effect of, this should be a podcast, which is odd because I don't often think about podcast ideas uh, and my mom overheard because my mom was in town uh, for the expected birth of my daughter and she was like that's a great idea and I was like oh really my mom thinks it's a good idea because she doesn't she's not into these movies so it was sort of odd to have her like yeah she's mentioned a few support. times that she's this is not her cup of tea <laughs> exactly yeah I have this memory of her whatever, five, six years ago of me being home for the holidays and watching one of these movies. And she's like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm watching a movie, mom. She's like, this movie's silly. You should turn it off and come do whatever it was. I was like, quiet, mom. Anywho, so I watched these movies. You watched these movies. And I think it was like the first time that we actually realized that both of us were sort of watching and enjoying these movies um, because often for, for me, I, I watch them alone because my husband doesn't want to watch them. And then I'm like having all of these ideas after the movie is over. I want to discuss them and I want someone to just like 
talk to about them. And he's very nice. He sympathetically listens, uh, but he has nothing to contribute, even though I try to brief him in like two minutes about everything that happened (laughs) in the movie and why he should care. Um, But of course he has nothing much to say. So I end up feeling frustrated. And after that discussion of movies over Christmas cookies, the idea for the podcast was born. So I wanted like the podcast to be kind of like a book club, but just for the movies. Yeah, and I think there's, it's fair to say that watching these movies, whether it's classics or romantic comedies, watching holiday movies has become in and of itself tradition of Christmas that people look forward to. So with these particular movies, we definitely have new content coming out every year, lots of different kinds of movies that we can be talking about. I will say these movies can be quite polarizing. People develop very strong opinions about them, Mm -hmm. whether they're for them or against them, love them or hate them. What are some of the words that we have heard others use to describe these movies? Number one, cheesy. Yes, also corny. Mm -hmm. Predictable. Unrealistic. A little over the top. Silly, sappy. Essentially, they're mindless entertainment. And we do acknowledge that. However, on the flip side, we also know that instead of cheesy and corny, they can be very sweet, sentimental, wholesome. Uh, They're meant to be romantic and idyllic. Yeah. And in terms of being predictable, they totally are. They, They follow a formula. And for the last 15 years, Hallmark has perfected this formula and other networks and services have followed. We're definitely not alone in watching them. A lot of people are watching these. You actually did some research on just how popular they've become. Mm -hmm. I did. This is the data. So Hallmark repeatedly ranks as the number one network among women 18 through 54, with more than 80 million people tuning in through the holidays. Wow. That's crazy. 80 million people tuning in for network television. With all the choices we have today, that is a significant number for sure. And it's estimated the company's Christmas movies pull in at least $350 million annually. That surprises me. I mean, I know they're really popular and everything, but $350 million. Mm -hmm. So it's not public, but this is what what the sources or MSN have estimated. Uh, Hallmark has 40 new holiday movies set to air this season. Lifetime has 26. And in the past few years, Netflix and Hulu have jumped on the holiday bandwagon and began producing their own Hallmark-inspired Christmas movies. So one of the interesting things that I came across is because my 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 essential question was, well, when did this start? Because I don't even remember, like... When you started watching them. Exactly. Or... <laughs> and, like, Hallmark has just been synonymous with, like, these, like, sort of cheesy, made-for-TV Christmas movies. Um, But I did find out in my research that it started roughly in 2006. So writer Joni Kane is credited in the creation of the network's first Christmas hit, The Christmas Card. Apparently, the movie broke all network records and earned the lead actor an Emmy nomination. And interesting enough, uh, when the writer was doing research for this movie, she actually met her husband... And he is, I kid you not, a logger. Like someone who cuts down trees and makes them into logs. I don't even know how to describe it. A real life logger. Um, So basically their love story is like a plot line from one of these movies. Mm -hmm. Essentially. Clearly the data shows us that these movies are quite popular and the subgenre is here to stay. 
Yes, and it appears their popularity is growing. So let's talk about why so many people are so into these movies. Well, for me, at their best, the holidays are a time when people come home, come together, and spend time with the people they love. Definitely connecting to family and all the drama that can sometimes go with that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing people you love and people that you miss throughout the year. As we know, the holidays are the busiest travel time of the year. So many mm. people are right now flying or making plans to fly or driving to visit their families. Yep. And for a lot of people, it can be the only time of year they get to spend with their families. So we see these characters often traveling home in these storylines. Yeah, definitely a plot point for sure. And there has to be snow. Of course. <laughs> but there's just something so magical about it. I mean, the outside world is transformed by something white and sparkly. Uh, however, I mean, I lived in Southern California for over a decade, so I think my uh, winter wonderland nostalgia is probably getting the best of me. I love seeing the snow in the films, but I don't really love snow in real life. I hear you. By watching these movies, we get to enjoy the beauty without actually having to experience the cold. Yep. <laughs> Do your family and friends back home ever tease you about being cold when to them it's not really cold at all? Well, in winter or really any other time of the year, in Southern California, like 60, 65 is cold. Like you wear your winter jacket cold. Whereas in the Midwest or the East Coast, 60 is like t-shirt and shorts weather. It's true. The 60s is when we get to show off our cute sweaters and our yeah. cute hats here. It's our yeah. only opportunity, people. Yeah. Whereas everyone else is like, it is a gorgeous day in December, January, February, whatever. So basically, whether you're a fan of snow or not, there's a lot of people who still hope for a white Christmas. And in these movies, you're definitely going to have one of those. Yeah, mm -hmm. without a doubt. Also, there's so many activities you can do in winter that you can't really do any other time. Mm. Sledding down that massive hill in the middle of town yeah. or traipsing through the snow with your dad to get that real Christmas tree. It's a time of year when we decorate, we hang lights, we really do work to create an added sense of warmth and cheer and then we hold on to those memories whether it was just that one special time or a yearly tradition yeah and as a mom now i'm the one responsible for being intentional about the activities what activities we do upholding traditions in hopes that my children too have these fond christmas memories that's a lot of pressure it is a lot of pressure <laughs> I hope I can live up. <laughs> You're going to do great. Okay. But I mean, that naturally makes me think of like how I'm going to approach Santa and incorporate Santa. I have memories of Santa being someone who keeps tabs on us and this magical merry man who knew where I lived and knew what presents I wanted because, you know, of course he read my letters. Yeah, we wrote letters too. We wrote ours on the back of wrapping paper and curled oh. them up with the cookies and oh, okay. left them out for him. Oh, that's cute. We didn't give him a lot of notice, but... <laughs> he doesn't need a lot of notice, Yeah, though. he knows already. Yeah. But I also remember having this, like, excitement and anticipation of Christmas Eve. Like, there's nothing quite like Christmas Eve when it comes to, like, those child memories. I remember watching something on television, maybe when I was, like, seven, but it was Santa Encounters, and they were interviewing people that saw Santa and right there and then I was like see proof proof those <laughs> people saw him and I'm sure you had the the local news like Santa tracker mm -hmm. yeah and of course I had to put, put 
cookies out and milk. I try to wait up. And I don't know, it was just this general sense that I was waiting for something magical to happen, that I knew that something good was coming just around the corner. I could never fall asleep on Christmas Eve. I was just way too excited. And that's what's kind of fun is at this time of year, you know, parents, a lot of them are putting forth this extra effort to be creative and encouraging their kids to believe in something magical or wonderful. Mm. My parents definitely did some little things. One time I remember there being sleigh tracks across the bottom of the roof. And um, that's a lot of effort. (laughs) Dangerous, too. And then um, cookies, we'd put cookies out, and the next morning, the Santa cookies might have just one single bite taken out or a half a glass of milk. Yeah, uh, my dad never left cookies, so anywhere that were put out, uh, he would leave it up to my imagination when they were gone the next morning. Well, maybe Santa just got to your house before he got to mine, and he had less of an appetite and needed to pace himself. That must have been it. He was getting full. Mm Mm-hmm. So we often see in the movies, these things would fall into that holiday activity montage with the cute music, showing people doing things like having hot chocolate, decorating their home. Picking a Christmas tree. Then you have to decorate that Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Baking cookies, of course. And then decorating those cookies, of course. Or the gingerbread house. Yeah, I was going to say. Ice skating, making snow angels, sledding, another snowball fight, most likely, shopping for presents, decorating the presents, right? (laughs) So the holidays offer a lot of opportunities to be playful, whether it's with your family or your friends or somebody that you're getting to know. Mm Mm-hmm. And because of the like the playfulness and excitement, people become more childlike. It's okay to throw a snowball at someone. Mm-hmm. But if it was another time of year and someone threw uh, like a stick at me <laughs> or some mud, like that wouldn't be okay. No, definitely not not on a romantic date for mm-hmm. sure. No thanks. So all in all, the holidays are playful, hopeful. They feel like a time when anything can happen by chance. Mm -hmm. That's the feeling these stories are trying to capture for their audience, wouldn't you say? Definitely. I think these movies are just a really great escape. And it's also something you can put on, you know, again, with so many choices out there, sometimes a lot of it comes down to like what mood you're in. That's often how I choose what I want to watch for like the evening. So sometimes Mm -hmm. um, I want something that I can just turn on and... It's going to have like a happy, positive ending. It's meant to be a feel-good movie. There can be something very comforting about it, the happy moments. Um, Sometimes it's just nice to have something dependable like that that you can just watch and enjoy and take a break from reality for a couple hours. Absolutely. And one of the things we already mentioned is that these movies are predictable And they're especially predictable when it comes to love. I mean, it's this G-rated alternative universe where people can spend a week together and find love that lasts. But I think that's also the reason why we like this because we know that life doesn't work like that most times. But to see it repeatedly in these movies is just like, they feel good movies when life feels hard. And I think this idea of newness and... um, magic lends really well to these type of movies because the lead character is usually some overworked, successful woman who's looking for a slower pace of life. 
And so I think this uh, season lends really well to these quiet moments where you can connect with people and actually find love. Well, and clearly we believe that like there's all different kinds of stories that need to be told and all different kinds of movies, but that's what works for this particular mm -hmm. genre. It does seem very unrealistic that all of these couples are finding love within two to three weeks of knowing each other. Yep. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge that they take place during the Christmas season. Yep. They're movies, so it's going to happen quick, but because it's happening during the Christmas season, it's kind of something that we have to accept as like part of the, the setting. <laughs> Absolutely. While these holiday romantic comedies do follow a very specific formula, mm -hmm. they do so intentionally. And we are planning to enjoy some and discuss what we think is drawing so many people to watch this holiday season. Now, moving forward, the choices are seemingly endless with literally hundreds of choices across multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. On Hallmark alone, we're talking like 300 plus, like 340 holiday movies on Hallmark. Actually on the app, waiting for you right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We want to highlight some of the notable ones from the recent past and some new ones that are airing this season on Hallmark, Lifetime, and Netflix. So if you love these movies but don't have time to watch dozens to deliver the Christmas feels, we got you. But we're not watching dozens of new movies either. We're actually really busy women too, so we totally get it. <laughs> Instead, we're thrilled to talk about the movies that have brought us some Christmas cheer and enter into the conversation with you. Mm-hmm. We'll be releasing two episodes a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays from now until Christmas Eve. Feel free to listen whether it's a movie you've seen recently or a movie you've been thinking about watching but want more information first. We'll release the movie to be discussed in advance if you would like to watch the movie before listening. However, if you don't get around to seeing it first, another perk of these movies is that there really aren't any spoilers. Wait, what? They end up together? Yes. I didn't see that coming. Like every time. <laughs> <laughs> Yet there is plenty of variety in how the stories unfold. It's more about how the character develops and how she interacts with her world. That's what we really find interesting. Mm -hmm. And before we close, I'd like to say thank you for listening. Mom. Mm -hmm. And friends and relatives mm -hmm. that we roped into listening. And for those that have stumbled upon this podcast, we thank you. So grab a cozy blanket and your beverage of choice and settle in for some festive holiday flicks. From us to you, we, we wish you a merry movie. movie.